Hi, I'm Stephanie Lugo, ex-corporate nine-to-fiver turned top producing realtor and coach. It wasn't all that long ago that my husband and I quit our nine-to-fives to start our real estate business together with no experience in the industry, just a dream for a life with more freedom and flexibility and the chance to impact others along the way. But it wasn't always easy and I remember what it felt like to lack the confidence, direction, and know-how that we needed to build our dream business. Fast forward through lots of work, failed attempts, and lessons learned, and you'll see what we've built today, a business that offers us more freedom and income than we ever thought possible and changes the lives of others every day. I created the Market Authority Show to enlighten the path to becoming an authority in your market. I'm here to share simple, actionable, step-by-step help and inspiration to build your dream real estate business with help from Timeless Principles and today's cutting-edge strategies. Whether you're just starting out on your real estate journey or you've been around for a while, we've got a few tricks up our sleeve that you'll want in on. So let's dive in. Hello and happy Thursday. Welcome to this live stream. I have a special message that I kind of want to talk to you guys about today on the Market Authority Show. So typically I am pre-recording these episodes and uploading them to the podcast and then to YouTube. Today I had some time, so I figured I would do it live here and have a chance to kind of just speak freely about a topic that I really wish um, that more agents felt empowered to discuss, which is how to lose a client. When we lose clients, you know, what do you do? And ultimately, it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when. Um, and so I just think that there is a lot of fear around talking about what it's really like to lose a client. Um, when you are a real estate agent, obviously, we are 100% commission based. And anytime we lose an opportunity, whether it's our fault or no fault of our own, it is so painful. And compound that with the highlight reel of social media, where all of the like big flashy top producing agents that we all kind of want to emulate they only talk about their wins and they rarely kind of pull back the curtains to share what's going on behind the scenes and they have their fair share of losses too. And so it kind of results in a little bit of a stigmatized topic um, of, you know, losing clients and, and does it really happen to others, right? I'm here to tell you it does. Um, the typical conversion rates that we see in the industry is uh, 40% for listing opportunities, meaning you will probably get about less than half of the listing opportunities that you interview on. Um, and it, that's even the best listing agents out there. They tend to close at 40%. And then even for um, buyer leads, if you get a really solid referral, on average, like the best you're going to close with those is around 65%. And so as I say, it's not really a matter of if it's going to happen, it's a matter of when. And it still happens to us, to be totally frank. Um, Bryce and I, my husband, we are a small but mighty duo here in the Phoenix area. We've been selling homes uh, for going on seven years now. And from time to time, we still drop the ball. And sometimes we are not given a second chance. And it just actually happened to us a little while ago, which is why this topic came up. I was talking to the agents in the Market Authority Academy, which is our signature mentorship program. All the links for that are below um, if you are looking for coaching and support. But 
I was talking to the agents in the program. We have like over 150 agents in there. Um, and a lot of them have had some losses because that's just kind of what comes with it. You get some wins, you get some losses, and hopefully you you even out right where you want to be in this business. Um, and I was talking to one of the agents and she said, you know, I just feel like I'm not doing anything right because I have not had a lot of listing opportunities, but of the ones I have had, I've only gotten two of the listings. And I said, well, how many listing appointments have you gone on? And she said, well, I've, I've literally only gone on four listing appointments in the last month or so. And I said, well, then you're right in line with where you need to be. <laughs> the problem isn't necessarily the conversion because even the best listing agents out there, as I mentioned, are only going to get less than half of the opportunities they go on. So the question is really, how do we get more, right? And so that's why I just wanted to talk about this topic. I wanted to make some space to um, share an episode of the Market Authority Show about what it's like to lose a client, um, some of the ways that it might happen, and how we can actually turn that into a productive lesson for our business. Okay, so if you're into that kind of thing, be sure to hit subscribe to this channel. Um, I love doing these live broadcasts and having a little bit more of a, a chatty conversation with you guys here. And that's what we're going to be doing today. Now, I want to make one really clear distinction. I'm talking about lost clients, right? So like, if we had a client who was pretty committed, or we thought it was a sure thing, like when we lose those opportunities, that hurts. And that does happen. And that's what I'm going to be talking about today. I am not talking about clients who have a significant objection, right? Like an actual valid objection. And I think that this is an important distinction to make because an objection is not really a no. So you might have buyers this year who decided to take a break and take a step back from a difficult seller's market. That is an objection. That is not a no. It might be a not right now, but it's not a I'm firing you situation. Okay. Now, a lot of times in real estate, we feel a we should we feel an objection, right? We might say we might hear words like, "Oh, I'm not able to afford to buy right now without having even gone through the pre-qualification process," or "I don't want to compete in the seller's market," or "I don't want to overpay for a home," or "I'm afraid to list my home because I don't want." to have to be worried about where I'm going next in the buy side of that, right? That's an objection. And that is a sales skill that we can overcome. Those are scripting and objection handling role plays that we need to be doing to sharpen those skills as a real estate agent. So if you have had any of those what feel like no's, but are really objections, I want to challenge you first to decide whether or not that was truly a no. And if that is a deal that you can salvage, because a lot of times, even when we get a not right now, we're still able to close that deal just maybe a little further down the line. So I just want to kind of put that in a pin and, and set that aside. What I'm talking about is you get the commitment, you get a client, you have a consultation, all systems are go. And I don't know, maybe they end up being dissatisfied with your service or your communication or something else completely happens to where um, they decide that we are no longer the right fit for them. That stuff happens. And some of our very worst client ex experiences have been a result of exactly that. Um, it has not happened often to us, but when it does happen, it hurts like hell. And I challenge you, I challenge any real estate agent to say they haven't had that happen. You either haven't been in the business long enough or you are not counting properly, my friend, because it will happen um, if it has not yet. So here's how we are going to make this a productive experience, okay? Because at the end of the day, 
crappy stuff happens and our only the only thing that we can control is how we are going to respond from that and that's really the question because we can allow this experience to set us back to put us in a foul mood to totally fall off track with our prospecting and marketing only to get back up a month from now, two months from now, and realize we have just let that time pass by without still growing our business. Um, or we can say, what can I learn from this? How can I improve? And how can I turn this into a skill building experience that will allow me to make even more opportunities down the road? Because that's what it really comes down to. That's where we want to be. So how are we going to, as I say, get out of that? Why do I suck? Why do they suck cycle? Well, number one, I want to just let you know it's okay to cry or be pissed or feel shame when you get fired or when this kind of situation happens, okay? It really does hurt, especially when it feels really personal, and especially in a 100% commission business where that is an opportunity that no longer comes to your household, right? Like that's not a commission that you get to pay for your bills or for food or for lifestyle or investments or whatever you had planned to do with that commission. By the way, this is also why we never count our commission before it's closed because <laughs> you just never know. Um, you know, we, we won't stay in this space for long, but it's okay to really process that emotion, feel that anger and that hurts and that shame you have to really process the rejection. Maybe just go on a walk, talk to friends about it, commiserate with someone who's been there like me, you know, and just really work through it. But I want you to give yourself a time that you're going to go through it. So maybe you let yourself um, really nurse this wound for a day or two. But beyond that, you need to pull yourself together, pull yourself up by the bootstraps, right, and get back to work. Um, so don't stay in this space for long, but but process that emotion. The next thing immediately what we need to do is figure out what went wrong, okay? And yes, you're going to have to ask that client specifically what happened if they did not give you a reason up front. So this script looks something like, I'm so sorry to hear that you've decided to go in another direction, um, but I am absolutely supportive of whatever you feel contributes to a successful home sale or purchase for you. Um, but in order for me to improve my process, can you please help me understand where I fell short in providing service during your home search or sale. You have to ask this because if you're not taking this opportunity to figure out what broke, it will break again. You will go through this experience time and time again. And if you are the agent who has a victim mindset and who wants to put the blame on everybody else, that is not empowering. That's not going to allow you to overcome this obstacle. And this is a factor in why there are so many agents who end up leaving the industry because they cannot get out of their own way fast enough to understand what went wrong and take the time to fix it. So typical reasons why clients tend to leave is a lack of communication, usually on your part. <laughs> you might have set poor expectations or didn't deliver on the expectations that you did set. You might get outbid by another agent who just decided to cut their commission, right? Sometimes that happens. Um, you, They may have found a better fit. So like maybe they opted to work with family, etc. Um, the client sometimes can't differentiate your services between another agent who was there or more convenient or more available, right? So what this kind of looks like is, you know, they decided to work with you and you were out of town for a weekend. So they just walked into an open house, didn't really understand how it worked and bought with that other agent, right? That is a failure on our part and one that we can actually avoid in the future. 
You might lose a client if you make a critical error or mistake, right? And that is definitely a, a learning experience that we definitely want to learn from. Um, and sometimes the client's just a jerk. Sometimes it's just really not a not a good fit. And that's not something we have control over either, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There are a ton of different reasons why this can happen, but those tend to be the main ones. Figure out what it is. And from there, we can start making some really tactical decisions on how we want to proceed. The first thing that you want to do, um, and this leads us to step three, is after figuring out what the problem was, you have to, number three, take massive responsibility. So you want to apologize and or try to make it right, right? So if there was bad communication, right, if you let an email slide for a couple of days and they just decided that you were... Um, too spotty of a communicator that they didn't want to deal with you, you're just going to own it up front. And you're going to say, hey, I really appreciate you letting me know that our communication missed the mark. That's not acceptable. That was a problem on, on our part. And we're sorry about that. Um, after looking through my records, and again, this might be what you say, I did see that we failed to respond to your email in the 24 hour response time that we hold as a standard for ourselves. This is an area of opportunity for us to improve, and we intend to fix the problem by X, Y, and Z, setting email reminders in our inbox, you know, whatever, so that these don't slip through the cracks on the days that we have more communication than normal, right? So you are acknowledging that something broke, and then you are taking responsibility by saying, here's what we're going to do to fix it in the future. That leads us to number four. If communication is still cordial. Okay. So if they're not like, you know, telling you to F off, giving you the finger or whatever, crazy, something like that, that's literally happened to us too. Um, you can take this one last attempt to save the deal and you probably should, right? So you've taken responsibility, you know, you're kind of kicking the dust a little bit and you say, you know, with this commitment to doing better in mind, if you would like to continue to try working with me, I would love that. But if not, I totally understand as I did drop the ball in communication. Please let me know either way um, so that we can properly proceed with things on our end and then make the appropriate updates within our systems, right? So you're just very non-aggressively saying, listen, like we're going to fix this. I, I'm appreciative of the moment to make it right. Um, would you reconsider? And maybe they will, you know, maybe they will say, you know what? That is a really stand-up thing to do. This agent operates with integrity. I'm going to give them a second chance. And they might. Um, they might say no, you know, and they they might decide to continue moving on with somebody else. Um, but at the very least, at least you tried to salvage the deal. From there, you want to make sure that you're making the proper changes to your systems to avoid failing the same way a second time. This is the biggest thing. Okay. So regardless of what happens, you cannot fail the same way twice because that is what contributes to a poor reputation. Um, that is definitely something that you want to avoid at all costs. So meet with whoever is involved with the breakdown. So if like the assistant that you were working with just didn't get it done or something happened on the transaction coordinator side, like whatever happened, whoever else might have been involved at that point, you need to meet with them. You need to decide together how you will fix it and avoid that in the future. Now, from here, you might be done. Um, you might be done. You have corrected the problem um, and you are moving forward and hopefully finding new clients and avoiding those issues in the future. But, you know, if the situation really left amicably and everyone was just very happy, but still like left on obviously not happy, but amicable, um, 
you know, there were still pleasantries, but you did ultimately decide to part ways and the client found another agent. At that point, you know, you might want to just schedule an outreach 30 to 45 days from now. And you might want to say something. Um, I would just set a simple task reminder in my CRM at this point and just send them a quick text and say, hey, I really hope that you've been well. I was just thinking about you. Um, last we spoke, you went in a di- different direction or paused your search or, you know, whatever the situation was. And I would say, is that still the case? Um, is there any way that I can assist you on your home search journey or your home sale journey if they haven't sold yet? Um, if they had already bought and sold at that point, you're just going to congratulate them. And you're going to say, okay, I'm so glad that it ended up working out for you. I hope that you got a great deal. I hope that you found the perfect home. Or I hope that you sold for top dollar. I hope your agent was amazing um, and wish them well and be done with it. Right. And then you're moving on. But you do always have that last chance to loop back and say like, hey, last last we spoke, you went in a different direction. You might even say like, hey, again, you know, last time you don't really have to bring it up again. I probably wouldn't. But if you want to give proof of the corrections that you've made to whatever fell fell short last time, you can. And then just see if they might be open to reconsidering your services yet again. Um, and then, you know, maybe they moved on and, and there's no more opportunity there, but at least you tried. But finally, the last point that I wanted to make here after all of that, right, and let's just kind of recap really quickly what we did. We processed the shame, the guilt, the pain. <laughs> uh, the second thing we did was we figured out what was wrong. The third thing we did, we took massive responsibility. Number four, you know, if it was still cordial, we tried to save the deal. One last attempt. Um, Number five, we put those changes in place. We corrected what broke. Number six, um, we may have followed up one last time 30 to 45 days later to see if we could, you know, resurrect that deal. And finally, after all of that, we just have to remember that this is all just a numbers game. You know, so if you take massive accountability to correct the things that are within your control, um, except to the things that you cannot and stay level-headed enough to know the difference, then you will make forward progress in this business. And that's really what it comes down to. The real estate agents who are in this through any market shift, through decades, through any change in consumer interest, the longevity businesses, right? The ones who leave a legacy for their family, they're the ones who know the difference between what is in their control and what isn't, and they go all in on what they can control, right? So it's just improving your systems, making sure you're staying consistent um, with your marketing and prospecting, staying top of mind, growing your network and your brand awareness, and just sticking to the process and instead of focusing on the results. And at the end of the day, that's all we can do. So I hope that you found some help in this. I hope that this resonated with you. Um, everyone you see on Instagram or social media or, you know, wherever else, Facebook, they all lose from time to time, probably more often than they, they care to admit. Um, but of all, above all, like we really just need to be supportive of what the client determines is the best move for them. Um, I think that at the end of the day, it is important to remember that our function as a realtor is to protect the public. Um, And, you know, that doesn't mean that we're going to get every deal. You won't. You will not be the right fit for every client. But the idea is to get super clear on who you can create the best results for and go all in on that mission. And that's really what we're all about in the Market Authority Academy. So if you're looking at your business and thinking there are some ways that you can improve and really get to that next level, if if you feel like there's a lot of potential and you're just not tapping into it, 
let's talk. We can make next year your year um, by working together in the Market Authority Academy. All the links to apply to this mentorship are in the caption um, or the show notes. You can book a time to speak directly with me and we will talk a little bit about where you're at, where you want to be. And if it seems like I can help, we'll decide if working together is a good fit. Thank you so much for tuning in today and uh, joining me for this discussion. As I say, I hope that this was helpful for you. And until next time, keep on crushing it. Thanks for tuning in. A high five on taking some time to invest in yourself and in your business. If you're looking for more, head over to the show notes to find all the details and links to resources mentioned in this episode of the Market Authority Show. And if you're looking to find a new crew of like-minded pros to ask questions and bounce ideas off of, head over to themarketauthorityacademy.com to join my exclusive community on Facebook, check out my latest free masterclass and tons of bonus content, or apply to my mentorship program to learn how I can help you triple your business this year. Until next time, keep on crushing it.